Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Happy World Hepatitis Day. Yes, congratulations. Go out, have some fun, get yourself some hepatitis, would you? So this day, we're going to promote, oh wait, we're promoting testing and prevention of all five types of the disease. Ah, well, there's A, B, C, D, and E. So the World Hepatitis Alliance established uh, this day in 2008. But did you know that it was originally held on May 19th? I was fooled for the past few years. I didn't know. I was celebrating World Hepatitis day on the may 19th and they moved it to july 28th just to fool me uh in 2010 after the uh, world health assembly decided to commemorate the birthday of uh, baruch i guess it's baruch b-a-r-u-c-h samuel bloomberg an american physician who discovered hepatitis b in the 60s and eventually winning a nobel prize for his work on the virus and the vaccine now we'll say this since it is world hepatitis day uh if you have abdominal pain uh, loss of appetite fatigue dark urine pale stool and jaundice you might have hepatitis now if you've uh you know you could have a viral infection from alcohol abuse <laughs> you might have hepatitis okay now treatment depends on the type and uh, may include some self-care practices such as i don't know stop putting needles in yourself it doesn't say oh wait i read that wrong uh getting adequate rest plenty of fluids and avoiding alcohol and antiviral medication or corticosteroids you gotta stay away from that stuff so hey happy world hepatitis day welcome welcome to chewing the fat Okay, so I, I know it's World Hepatitis Day, and we're celebrating that. But I will say that I just found out something that I think this is what my wife has. Something that's called Alpha-Gal Syndrome. Now, you can think to yourself, you know, Alpha-Gal Syndrome. I mean, that's almost a comic book character, I know. But yesterday, the CDC said that the tick-borne illness has made more than 100,000 Americans allergic to red meat since 2010. The allergy develops after a tick bite injects a specific kind of sugar molecule. And as many as 450,000 Americans with another study are believed to have it. This is exactly what my wife has. She was attacked by a tick. I mean, she can't eat red meat anymore. She can't do it. Now, according to one story, it's caused by tick spit. So, I mean, I, mean, I don't know that my wife was swapping spit with a tick, but it could have happened. She goes out to the scouting camps all the time, so it could have happened. Incredible. This is exactly what she has. <laughs> I can't wait to tell her. Now, I read this whole story. I can't wait to tell you. You have alpha gal syndrome. Love you, too. I can't wait. But the thing is, I read this whole stupid story. There's, there's, we're not aware of any confirmed deaths, uh, but people with the allergy have described it as bewildering and terrifying. Uh, yeah, I mean, my wife was stuff that she can't eat anymore. All because of a swapping spit with a tick. 
or maybe just a tick bite. I don't know. know, Either one. So one patient, I never connected it with any food because it was hours after eating. Well, you're just an idiot. I mean, if I just got done eating steak and now I'm throwing up. I wonder what it could be. So they don't know. Uh, It's not caused by a germ, but by a sugar alpha gal that is in fresh meat from mammals and in tick spit so when the sugar enters the body through the skin it triggers an immune response and can lead to a severe allergic reaction scientists have seen reactions in patients uh, taking a cancer drug that was made in mouse cells containing the alpha gal sugar yeah I, i told them no to that uh uh, we can give you this cancer drug. Is that the one with mouse cells with the alpha-gal sugar in it? Yeah, I don't want that. All right, so uh, researchers forced, first reported that it could spare, so that it could spread through tick bites. Uh, just amazing. And they uh, anyway, at the end of it, I'm looking for what can we do about it? Can we cure it? Can I cure my wife so that she would, can cook my steak again? So I don't have to cook my own steak. I mean, she can barely smell it anymore. I mean, she's got some serious tick spit in her. Okay, that's. That's a problem. She's got an overabundance of alpha gal syndrome. So I'm looking, okay, well, how can we cure it? Uh, there's no known cure. It's all right. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe eat better. That's all. You know what? Uh, change your diet. What she already has? Uh, carry some epinephrine. Yeah, we, we do that too. Yeah. Oh, here's another idea. Avoid more tick bites. Thank you. Appreciate it, doctor. So years ago in the great state of Michigan, when I lived there, they had a bottle return. In fact, when I moved to Florida, they had the bottle return too. What a nightmare. I was working at a grocery store then too. And we had to separate them all and separate companies had to come and pick up. It was just, ugh, it was just agonizing. But in Michigan at the time when I was living in Michigan, I wasn't working at a grocery store, so I didn't care. And we used to save them for drinking money. You know, when you go broke at the end of the month, you need some drinking money or some, any kind of cash. You just go in and take back all your cans and all your bottles and get the refund money on them, and then you've got some cash. Well, there is a recycling technician in California who apparently he and his family have made $7.6 million from recycling. Well, they were taking uh, the recycling from California uh, and taking it to Arizona and selling it. <laughs> at one time in florida we used to save the cans uh, and bottles and i used to i can remember getting big giant trash bags and keeping them in and then you'd call and the company would come and pick them up and he'd put them on a scale out in your driveway and give you money for it and then it was like yeah we're not, we're not doing that anymore it's not worth it to us anymore you just do whatever you want with them but i'm not taking them out of your yard anymore okay so that was done. And then in Florida, I remember they said, uh, well, we're going to start recycling. So we have to put the recycling in a separate container and the recycling trucks will come by. And they had one guy in the truck and he would just go along the side and separate all the recycling from the containers. That lasted about, I don't know, a day. Because the guy was like, I'm not doing that anymore. And the cities are like, that's too expensive. We're not doing that anymore. You know what? Just put it in the trash. What we'll do is we'll burn it all and we'll use the power from the fire. And that works. Now, here in Texas, they do have a recycling bin and a trash bin. I don't know where it goes, what it does. They do have recycling police that come by every so often. I've been ticketed. You know, I've been, I'm sorry, I've been lettered 
from the garbage company. Uh, this, yeah, this uh, the wrong kind of bag in your recycling trash can. You need to take care of that. Uh, are we going to send the, the SWAT team in to me? Uh, shoot me down. He had a plastic bag in the recycling. Because you can't put the, the grocery bags. Are not recyclable. That's what I was told. Don't look at me like that. I'm just telling you that's what I was told. So anyway, this the California family earned millions of dollars just recycling cans and bottles. <laughs> uh, now they've been accused of multiple felonies that could lead to years behind jails. So that's kind of a bummer. Uh, they uh, they imported the bottles and cans uh, to California and uh, from Arizona to California. So they moved. I said that backwards, right? They went from Arizona to California. So uh, 178 tons in eight months. <laughs> uh, oh, that's awesome. I mean, it's not awesome because it's a crime. And they were stealing from the state of Arizona. And that's just wrong. So when someone purchases plastic or aluminum bottle in California, they you know they pay the extra and then you turn it back in. That's the way. I mean, there's... I don't know. I don't think Michigan does that anymore, but they might. I, I honestly, I I don't know. It was such a weird thing to have to. That can is worth five cents. That bottle is worth ten cents. Oh, okay. So felony grand theft in California is punishable by up to three years in state prison. Redeeming out of state containers to the degree the family is accused could increase the sentence by another three years. Why? Because it's California. Court documents did not identify an attorney. Oh, yeah, okay. So last year, six people were charged in a similar Arizona to California recycling operation. My God, there's the like, there's the red road of, there's the recycling road, man, from California to Arizona. I'm sorry, to Arizona to California, back and forth. Why do we keep doing that? Because uh, I want it to be California to Arizona, and it's not. It's Arizona to California. Okay, I got it. I got it. At least 93 people in California were convicted of recycling fraud between 2010 and 2019. Yeah, but I don't think that's fraud at this scale, right? Uh, the family is accused of recycling materials purchased in Arizona. Yes, yeah, so why? Yeah, of course. But millions of dollars, $7.6 million. So you spend a couple of years in jail for $7.6 million? Raise your hand if you do that. My hand's up. For seven point six million, and you're gonna maybe, maybe spend a couple years in jail and a year probation, pay a fine of a million, walk out with six. That's not bad. That's and I promise I won't I won't sell any more recycled cans. I promise. All right, let's go to the break room. I want. I want to know about the Silk Road of recycled cans from Arizona to California. That's awesome. I mean, terrible, terrible, terrible. Let's go to the break room. I mean, that's terrible. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. The next time you hear that uh, it's climate change causing all these wildfires, just think to yourself, really, all of them? Because remember uh, last year, the New Mexico wildfire in the spring burned almost 60 square miles, almost reached Los Alamos. Uh, the Cerro Peraldo fire 
uh, burned in April of 2022, you know, under dry, windy conditions. I got it. 20,000 people were forced to evacuate. Nearby schools were evacuated. Uh, a, na- a national security lab faced flames. They were assessing apocalyptic threats, which, you know, I'm sure they were. And uh, it was just crazy. But now we know as we look back on it, yeah, the U.S. Forest Service started that. Gosh darn it. That was us. Yeah. There was a, we had a controlled burn and we didn't put it all out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that damn climate change, though, huh? And I'm always reminded uh, when the lotto gets to be a lot of money, I'm reminded of the guy with the uh, chest billboard on that says, uh, you know, the end is coming or, you know, the end of the world is coming. And the caption from the lottery bet he'd feel different if he won the lotto. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, the Mega Millions tonight, for those of you listening live, uh, the 28th of July, 2023, $910 million, 464.2 cash payout. And I told you yesterday, the Powerball uh, this weekend is $60 million. I mean, it's, it's not laughable anymore. I mean, I'll take it. I'll take the $31.1 million cash payout, but... You know, it's not the equivalent to the $464.2 million that I'm going to have to accept. Either one, though. I'm fine. I'll take the Powerball. Either one. Let's take a moment and just think to ourselves we're going to win. Okay, let's make it happen. Let's manifest that victory. Yeah, that's, that's, that's enough because you know it's not going to happen. You know... I don't know why, but I ended up at this story. It's an old story from 2015. I don't even know why it ended up opening on my computer. I, th- I think it just I think it just opened up and said, hey, here's a story you should know about. And I thought, I, I don't remember knowing this story. So maybe the computer is AI is working. So cornflakes invented by John Harvey Kellogg in the 19th century. All right. Now, he invented cornflakes because he wanted a plain meal to prevent masturbation. He also advocated yogurt enemas because he wanted to prevent people from pleasuring themselves. Uh, I don't like John Harvey Kellogg anymore, man. Who does this guy think he is? Okay. <laughs> I don't know that I knew that. If I did, I completely forgot it. It's just, that's amazing. So he created the first cereal in the late 19th century, originally intended to be a healthy, ready-to-eat, anti-masturbatory morning meal. That's a good word right there, though, masturbatory. I like that. Uh, Mr. Kellogg, a physician, was uncomfortable about sex, believing it was unhealthy for the body, mind, and soul. He was celibate. Never consummated his marriage and keeping a separate bedroom from his wife. I'm not really necessarily opposed to having the separate bedroom thing. We've talked about that before. I mean, you got to get your sleep, right? You got to have that. But, I mean, I don't know about the whole celibacy thing. Pushing it a little bit, John. Okay, so he adopted his children rather than impregnating his partner. Well, yeah, it'd be tough to impregnate when you're celibate, okay? Uh, And while he was anti-sex... He considered masturbation even worse. Self-pollution is a crime. (laughs) 
Uh, in his book, Plain Facts for Old and Young, Embracing the Natural History and the Hygiene of Organic Life, he described 39 different symptoms which he said were caused by masturbation. I may have to purchase a copy of Plain Facts for Old and Young, Embracing the Natural History and Hygiene of Organic Life from John Kellogg, and we may have to we have to break that down. These included epilepsy. I might not have to buy it. It's right here on the story. Epilepsy, acne, bad posture. Well, it just depends on. Uh, stiff joints. Uh, that's actually true. And <laughs> infirmity, uh, poor development, fickleness, and palpitations. <laughs> I don't know uh, what the story is doing here, but that's not 39. Okay, I'm not a math genius. I know that, but I'm just telling you what they just wrote here in front of me. That's not 39. Uh, he believed that healthy lifestyles could cure most ailments. Okay. Uh, meat and rich or flavored foods increased sexual desires. And I won't have it. I won't have it. You'll eat these cornflakes with nothing. Nothing on them. I don't want milk. In fact, I don't even want water. All right, you're just going to eat these damn cornflakes, okay? While working as a physician at Battle Creek Sanitarium in Michigan, now Battle Creek is right down here. If you're looking, I'll hold my hand right there in Michigan. I've uh, been there several times, but I have not been to the Battle Creek Sanitarium. Uh, he developed a range of breakfasts he believed would prevent a person from pleasuring themselves. First, he made uh, granola. Uh, cereal where oats and corn were baked and then ground into tiny pieces. And I say granola because it's G-R-A-N-U-L-A. Granola. Okay, I got it. Uh, under the threat of legal action from another company who was already making the same product under the same name, Mr. Kellogg changed. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he changed the invention to granola. Yeah, so it was granola. And one company says, that's ours. Hey, anti-masturbatory boy, that's ours. And so he changed it to granola. <laughs> he developed an enema machine easy easy he developed an enema machine in which the intestines were cleaned out with water i mean that's good right i mean we all should have that done once in a while and finally mr kellogg uh, developed a range of decidedly plain cereals including cornflakes which he believed would dampen the desire he partnered with his brother, Will, a businessman who later added sugar to cornflakes. That freaking Will, man. That bastard. I know what you're doing. Putting sugar on my cereal. I know what you're doing. Okay. And that's, uh, they went out and went on to find, uh, found Kellogg Company. So I did not know that. I did not know. I may have to look into a little bit more of Mr. Kellogg. We will. <laughs> We may have to break down the book for Mr. Kellogg. I'm sure it's full of actual facts. And speaking of uh, the world of John Kellogg, uh, did you realize, according to this, uh, I guess it's a study or a questionnaire survey from uh, Bumble, the dating app, uh, 60% of women on Bumble were willing to consider a man who was six feet tall. Now, that number dropped to almost 30% of men, one inch below the six-foot threshold. An inch matters. And below 
15% for men 5, 8, and shorter. On the opposite end, men who were 6, 5 met the height requirement of nearly 90%. So when you're swiping the old Bumble, and I will say, at one point in my life, I did have Bumble on my phone because I, because show research. And, uh, man, I just want to say, there was a lot of left swiping going on. Okay? That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean. So when Alicia Navarro disappeared in 2019 from her home in Phoenix, a lot of time in Arizona today, uh, days before her 15th birthday, she left a signed note for her family promising she would return. I will be back, I swear. I'm sorry. That's the note. And believing she would keep her promise, the mom never stopped searching for her. Well, she said she'd be back. Why were you searching for her? But anyway, uh, she continued to search for her daughter. She paid for a billboard ad in Mexico that featured a photo of her daughter for a year. She bought 10 more ads in Las Vegas. She spoke at events and gave media interviews to raise awareness. She left flyers all around Glendale at salons, truck stops, and parks. I mean, she was busy, right? And she's looking for her daughter. Well, the search is over because now 18, she walked into a small Montana police station near the Canadian border and said, hey, you're going to stop looking for me now. You want to take me off your list? I'm sick of being on your stupid list, okay? Uh, She said, I haven't been harmed. I wasn't being held. I could come and go as I please. Uh, And they say she does not face any criminal charges. Um, no kidding. Uh, she left. She left a note and said she'd be back. And you kept hounding her, looking for her. You wouldn't leave it alone. I said I'd be back, okay? I didn't say tomorrow. And so finally she's back. <laughs> and so I don't know. That's the, I, you know what happens now? Maybe she, she, she goes on the road again and get out of here. But I love the fact that just stop looking for me, okay? I said I'd be back. <laughs> so good news. Good news. You can take down the billboards. You can stop with your radio ads. Take her off the milk cartons. Take her off the truck stops and every place else. And just shut up about it, okay? She's fine. Stop looking for her. Okay, who died today? Who died today? Well, the 2023 Primetime Emmy Awards has, uh, well, they're on life support. I'm sorry, they're not dead. I misrepresented that. Uh, Who's on life support today? The Emmys. Uh, They've been postponed. I knew it. They they kept trying to pretend, yeah, we're still still gonna do it. These these actors aren't even gonna show up to get an award. They go, I can't, uh, there's no writer strike. Somebody can't host it and say, please come up and accept the award. No, we can't have that. You can't have a, they can't be holding any kind of card with writing on it. That would break the terms of the deal, right? So it's now, it's been postponed, okay? So this is, the, it's not the first time that the Emmys have been postponed. Uh, they were delayed back in September of 2001. 
Huh, wonder what was going on then, September of 2001. Ah, something. And then the show, did they even cancel it during the pandemic? They had the virtual one, and those were great. Those were great. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm here in my hotel room, and we really appreciate you. Everybody's here. My whole family, we're all together in the hotel room, but we can't be there with you because that would be breaking COVID mandates. But we're all here together here in our hotel room. I mean, just amazing. So, anyway, there's not going to be a an Emmy show. It's supposed to take place in September. And so what if they come to an agreement in September? September 18th. No, we can't do that. I'm sorry, we can't do that. Uh, the TV Academy and Fox, no. We're, no, we're going to be delayed. We can't make that happen. Even if we were to... Even if we were to say the strike's over today, we a September broadcast? Are you out of your minds? <laughs> oh, you TV people, man. I got. I'll just leave it there. You TV people. Okay, so an actual who died today? Uh, Eagles co-founder Randy Meisner, uh, dead at the age of seventy-seven. Very sad. Uh, he died at his uh, Los Angeles home from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Uh, he's been struggling for quite a while. He had oxygen and he can barely walk. He's been. Uh, I don't know that. It, I don't know why someone would have oxygen and barely walk. Oh, because you partied for years and smoked cigarettes. But uh, okay, so I'm sad that he died. And you know, he's Eagles co-founder, and I, I got all that. And he. You know, the, he, we haven't seen him in a few years because he suffered this personal tragedy. This is the way it's being reported. He suffered this personal tragedy. His wife accidentally shot herself. And I thought, wow, that's really sad. I, I, don't, I, I didn't know that. His wife accidentally shot herself. And then I thought, wait, how does someone accidentally shoot themselves? Hunting accident? Was the wife out hunting? Well, no. Uh, they were uh, arguing, and they, I guess they argued a lot. You know, no big deal. So what? Husband and wife argue all the time, and they had argue. There was nothing violent uh, in their relationship. They were just arguing. So she goes into the bedroom, and there's the gun case, which she moves. Okay, she moves the gun case. This is what they. This is what. Don't look at me. This is what they're reporting. Okay. So in the gun case is a pair of spurs. You know, the things you put on the back of your cowboy boots. You can wear them on other shoes too, Jeff. Yeah, I know. Okay, spurs. And she picks up the gun case and the spurs slide down the gun and pull the trigger and shoots her in the head. All right. I have it all the time. How many times have you heard? Oh, those. I, I know. Don't put spurs in your gun case. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, so uh, amazing. So she just it just happened, and the police are like, "Yep, it was a freak accident. Take care." I mean, I guess that's why he was suffered from just staying away from people. You're arguing with your wife. She goes in the bedroom, and then an accidental gun shooting kills her. Ugh. Tough day at the office. Uh, Randy Meisner. Uh, dead at the age of 77. Okay, also, who died today? Hugh the Manatee. Stop it. 
Stop it with your, oh, the humanity. I know. I got it. Okay. So Hugh the manatee in, uh, lives, down, lives down in Florida. Apparently, there's no manatees other than down in Florida. That's where they live. So uh, what are you going to do? So this happened at the Moat Marine Laboratory and Aquarium. That's in Clearwater. I've been there. I used to live close to there. And you know, I got it. So they do good work. At least I thought they did. Until I started reading this story, I might question their work. All right. So this manatee, Hugh, 38 years old, okay, 38 years old, died in April after having high-intensity intex- high sex with his brother. No, no, stop. <laughs> Uh, bring the family to the moat marine clear bring them by what is that what is the other man what are those manatees doing ah they're just playing that's just fun no not at all so this he died succumbing to traumatic injuries caused by a sexual encounter with the larger male manatee at the facility his brother Buffett. <laughs> so one of the injuries was a 14.5 centimeter rip in Hughes colon. Uh, I mean, look, I'm just telling you the facts from the necropsy. Okay. So I'm just telling you, uh, then they collected some other stuff and there was a confirmed presence of some fresh blood that I guess belonged to Buffett. That wasn't Hughes. And uh, don't worry about it. These high-intensity interactions and occasional penetration throughout the day, they're just having fun. That's what they do. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, we saw him him holding down Hugh and penetrating him there about 5.15 in the afternoon. You know, the day he died. And we figured they were just having fun. <laughs> Look at Buffett just doing Hugh down there in the bottom of the tank. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we can't. That's not laughing. Buffett is raping Hugh. Stop that. That's not, there's nothing sexual, sexy about that at all. Rape, rape is not about sex. It's not funny. Even in manatee world. Okay. So then after they got done with that, Buffett just swam away. <sighs> I'm done. Uh, we're done for now, Hugh. I'll be back. Uh, no, you won't, because then Hugh, bottom of the tank, dead. Right. That was Hugh, actually. That's uh, that's actual audio from the Moat Marine uh, Laboratory. That, yeah, that is. That's actually from the from the laboratory there at the. I'm sorry, the Moat Marine Laboratory and Aquarium. So the handlers still maintain, they're still trying to cover this thing up. I want to talk to them on this show right now. They still maintain that Hugh and Buffett had been engaging in consensual, like why can't I even say that word? Consensual and natural mating behavior for two months leading up to Hugh's death. Buffett has been attacking Hugh for two months at this place. And they're like, yeah, they're fine. Don't worry about it. Hughes down at the bottom of the tank going, help me, help me. I'm being raped. Now nah, they're fine. They're just playing. Leave them alone. <laughs> uh, they were the only, okay, so the only manatees in the aquarium, all right, uh, and their two brothers, are they? 
And this is the first time. This uh, this was the first time that they had been observed initiating and mutually. I don't think it's mutual. I feel like Hugh was like, uh, bro, no, back off me. But they let it happen. <laughs> That's a sad news. So anyway, anyway, very sad. This is going on. Uh, Hugh, the manatee. Oh, the human. I got it. I can't, I can't even say it without stopping myself. Oh, the humanity. Dead at 38. You can always email the show, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. You can follow me on social media accounts, uh, Twitter, X. It's not Twitter X. It's either Twitter or X. I guess it's going to have to be X. Uh, you can X me, uh, at JeffyJFR. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can always order a cameo from me, at JeffyJFR on Cameo. That's not free. Uh, thank you for subscribing to the show, which is free. Uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Uh, and remember, if you are a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, you're listening to this today and you're not a subscriber, um, what are you doing? Uh, pick a platform and become a subscriber. All right, it's already free. Everybody likes free stuff. Nobody likes a free loader. Quit free loading, okay? Become a become a subscriber, all right? Now, once you become a subscriber, the first and foremost rule is if someone asks you, hey, what are you listening to? You have to say Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I know you're going to listen to other stuff. I know that, but it doesn't matter, all right? When somebody says, hey, what are you listening to? Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, that's a must. It's a rule as a subscriber. That has to happen. Okay, so we're talking about uh, the manatee, the manatee prison down there at the Moat Marine Laboratories and Aquarium down in Clearwater. Somebody needs to investigate that thing. I don't know what the hell's going on down there, but I, we need an investigation. But I see all of you have been sending me the story. I got it. Okay, I just haven't had a chance to get to it, but I might as well get to it now. Uh, they're talking about now that uh, we may have a problem with cocaine sharks. All right. Uh, sharks may be feasting on drugs dumped off Florida coasts. Okay. So sharks lurking off Florida's coast may be eating bundles of cocaine dumped into the ocean by U.S. bound drug smugglers. Um, so it may or may not be happening. We don't know that. Okay. With the massive amounts of drugs washing up on beaches and being pulled out of the ocean by authorities each year, the marine biologist Tom Hurd wanted to investigate whether or not sharks had ingested cocaine as part of his new TV series, Cocaine Sharks. <laughs> that's a good sell. I like it, Tom. That's a good idea. I mean, now's the time. Maybe you ought to go down to the Clearwater Moat and Marine Laboratory and investigate uh, Manatee Prison. Uh, Manatee Prison Sex Death. How about that? raped in prison and no one cares tonight on the history channel <laughs> oh you know what there's new news too in the obama case canon I... <laughs> tonight's episode 911 logs blank that's amazing oh my gosh canon all right let's go tonight's episode I, they look, produced the 911 calls for the paddleboarder death, and everything else is listed except the 911 call about the paddleboarder. That's just blank. No one could have gone in. And that's just, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. I'm sure that's it. No problem. Sure, that's it. Okay. 
All right, fine. No problem. All right, so it's Friday. We got to play uh, What's the Lie? And I have a new contestant for you, an inside contestant as well. It's Friday, so that means it's time for what's being called America's favorite game show, What's the Lie? What's the Lie? Where contestants try to decipher the lie from four, count them, one, two, three, four headlines. One of them is not true. Thus, that's where we get What's the Lie? Our contestant today, producer, board op, extraordinaire uh new guy on the block bj so if you win bj not only will you come back for another round well you may have to be here anyway uh you're gonna have the talking sense jeffy blue freshy uh, and for more information uh you can go to the talking sense facebook group and find the freshy scent and design for you and if you or someone uh, you love would like to be a contestant on what's the lie you can always email chewing the fat at theblaze.com BJ, producing the show today, Chewing the Fat, how are you? I'm doing well, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So I, uh, I realized it was going to be you as I was writing this last night. I thought, I'll make it easy for you. So you ready? I'm ready. Let's you do it. You think you can do this? Are you ready to play uh, four headlines, one of them not real? Okay. What's the lie? Headline number one. Harrison Ford's stunt double set himself on fire at Atlanta's Actors Rally. Headline number two, change your first name to Subway and you could win free subs for life. Headline number three, Massachusetts store apologizes to Barbie fans for raising beet prices. Headline number four, Microsoft has created a pizza-scented Xbox controller. Those are your four headlines. Headline, Headline number one, Harrison Ford stunt double sets himself on fire at Atlanta Actors Rally. Number two, change your first name to Subway and you could win free subs for life. Number three, Massachusetts store apologizes to Barbie fans for raising beet prices. Headline number four, Microsoft has created a pizza-scented Xbox controller. Those are your four headlines. BJ, what is the lie? Jeffy, I don't think that if you change your name to Subway, Subway's going to give you anything for free. So I think it's headline number two is the lie. Oh, baby. Yeah, sorry. No, you can't do that. That makes that happen. So, sorry about it, BJ. Uh, Man, I wish I wanted you to win badly, too. Anyway, thanks for listening. To What's the Lie? What's the Lie is a subsidiary of Chewing the Fat Enterprises. All information is probably accurate at the time of recording. CTF, WTL, MMXXIII. Which one was it, Jeffy? <laughs> so, there's no store apologizing to Barbie fans. <laughs> For the well, beats. Okay. You know, in 2023, that's actually really believable that it could be a store with, huh. with the Barbenheimer, uh, you know, all, all the, the hoopla with that. I, I can't imagine why there would be, you know, why there wouldn't be at least a store that oh, would apologize. That's why you got it wrong. 
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.